Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Reading Harry Potter with a 12 year old. Today we're going to be reading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 9, The Writing on the Wall, Part 2. That's the long way to explain what we're going to be reading today. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be reading the second part of The Writing on the Wall today. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't upload on Monday or Tuesday or Thursday, but uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. But yeah, so I'm uploading today. I might be uploading another episode today because there's literally only probably 10 more sort of minutes of reading for this chapter. Might be able to uh, get another upload in, not too sure. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Let's get straight into the reading. Excuse me, guys, um, I'm just a little bit tongue-tied right now, so please forgive me if I make a few mistakes. I always knew Salazar Slytherin was a twisted old loony, Ron told Harry and Hermione, as they fought their way through the teeming corridors at the end of the lesson to drop off their bags before dinner. But I never knew he started all this pure blood stuff. I wouldn't be in his house if he tried to pay me. Honestly, if the sorting hat had tried to put me in Slytherin, I'd have just gotten the train straight back home. Hermione nodded fervently, but Harry didn't say anything. His stomach had just dropped unpleasantly. Harry had never told Ron and Hermione that the Sorting Hat had seriously considered putting him in Slytherin. He could remember, as though it was yesterday, a small voice that had spoken in his ear when he'd placed the hat on his head a year before. You could be great, you know. It's all in your head. And Slytherin would help you on your way to greatness, no doubt about that. But Harry who had already heard of Slytherin's reputation for turning out dark wizards, had thought desperately, not Slytherin, and the hat said, oh well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor! As they were shunted along the, in the throng, Colin Creevy went past. Hi, Harry! Hello, Colin, said Harry automatically. Harry! Harry! Went a bit squeaky there, sorry guys. Harry! Harry! A boy in my class has been saying you're... But Colin was so small he couldn't fight against the tide of people bearing him towards the Great Hall. They heard him squeak, See ya, Harry! And he was gone. What's a boy in your in his class saying about you? Hermione wondered. That I'm Slytherin's heir, I expect, said Harry, his stomach dropping another inch or so, as he remembered the way Ju Justin Flinch Fletchley had run away from him at lunchtime. People here will believe anything, said Ron in disgust. The crowd thinned and they were able to climb the next staircase without difficulty. Do you really think there's a Chamber of Secrets, Ron asked Hermione. I don't know, she said frowning. Dumbledore couldn't cure Mrs. Norris, and it makes me think that whoever attacked, whoever attacked her might not be, well, human. As she spoke, they turned a corner and found themselves at the end of the very... Um, at the very corridor where the attack had happened. They stopped and looked. The scene was just as as it has been that night. They stopped and looked. The scene had just was just as it had been that night, except that there was no stiff cat hanging from the torch bracket, and an empty chair stood against the wall, bearing the message, The chamber has been opened. That's where Filch has been keeping guard, Ron muttered. They looked at each other. The corridor was deserted. Can't hurt to have a poke around," said Harry, dropping his bag, bag and getting to his knees and getting to his hand is and can't have a can't hurt to have a poke around," 
said Harry, dropping his bag and getting to his hands and knees so that he could crawl around searching for clues. Scorch marks, he said. Here and here. Come look at this, said Hermione. This is funny. Harry got up and crossed to the window next to the message on the wall. Hermione was pointing at the topmost pane, around where twenty spiders were scuttling, apparently fighting to get through a small crack in the glass. A long, sil silvery thread was dangling up like a rope, rope, as though they had all climbed it in a hurry to get outside. Have you ever seen spiders act like that? said Hermione wonderingly. No, said Harry. Have you? Ron? Ron? He looked over his shoulder. Ron was, standing back well, Ron was standing well back and seemed to be fighting the impulse to run. What's up? said Harry. I don't like spiders, said Ron tensely. I never knew that, said Hermione looking at Ron in surprise. You've used spiders in potions plenty of times. I don't mind them dead, said Ron, who was carefully looking at the window, anywhere but the window. I just don't like the way they move. Hermione giggled. It's not funny, said Ron fiercely. If you must know, when I was three, my teddy bear, uh, Fred turned my, my teddy bear into a great, uh, into a dirty great spider. And that, just because I broke his toy broomstick. You wouldn't like them either if you would had, if you'd been holding a bear and suddenly had too many legs and he broke off shuddering. Hermione was obviously still trying not to laugh. Feeling that they'd better, they'd they'd all better get off the subject. Harry said, "Remember all that water on the floor? Where did it come from? Someone's mopped it up." It was all about here," said Ron, recovering himself to walk a few paces past Filch's chair, and pointing level with this door. He reached for the brass knob, but suddenly withdrew his hand as though he'd been burned. "What's the matter?" said Ron, said Harry. "Can't go in there," he said. Said Ron gruffly. "That's a girl's toilet." Oh, Ron, there won't be anyone in there, said Hermione, said Hermione, standing up and coming over. That's Moaning Myrtle's place. Come on, let's have a look. And ignoring the large out-of-order sign, she opened the door. It was the gloomiest, most depressing bathroom Harry had ever set foot in. Under a large, cracked and spotted mirror was a row of chipped sink stone sinks. A floor, The floor was damp and reflected dull light given off by the stubs of a few candles burning low in their holders. The wooden doors of the cubicles were flaking and scratched, and, and scratched, and one of them was dangling off its hinges. Hermione put her finger to her lips and set off towards the end of the cubicle. When she reached it, she said, Hello, Myrtle. How are you? Harry and Ron went to look. Moaning Myrtle was was floating on the cistern of the toilet, picking a spot on her chin. This is a girl's bathroom, she said, eyeing Ron and Harry suspiciously. They're not girls. No, Hermione agreed. I just wanted to uh, show them how nice it is in here. She waved vaguely at the, at the dirty old mirror and the damp floor. Ask her if she saw anything. Harry mouthed at Hermione. What are you whispering? said Myrtle, staring at him. N nothing, Harry asked, uh, said Harry quickly. We wanted to ask. I wish, pe I wish people would stop talking. Uh, 
I'm trying to do a murder voice. I wish people would stop talking behind my backs, said Myrtle in a choked voice with tears. I, I, yeah, okay. Uh, let me just, okay. I will improve on my moaning murder voice. Um, I'll try and do one vaguely like it for now, but yeah, okay. Um, I wish people would stop talking behind my back, said moaning, uh, said Myrtle, her voice choked with tears. I do have feelings, you know, even if I am dead. Myrtle, no one wants to hurt, upset you, said Hermione. Harry only... No one wants to upset me. That's a good one, howled Myrtle. My life was nothing but misery at this place, and now you've come along ruining my death. We wanted to ask you if, you'd been, if you'd seen anything funny lately, said Hermione quickly. Because a cat was attacked right outside your front door on Halloween. Did you see anything? Did you see anyone near here at night? Said said Harry. I wasn't paying attention. Said Myrtle dramatically. Peeves upset me so much that I came in here and tried to kill myself. Then, of course, I remembered that I'm already dead. Said Ron helpfully. Myrtle gave a tragic sob, rose up in the air, turned over, and dived headfirst into the toilet splashing water all over them and vanishing from sight. From the direction from her muffled sobs, she had come to rest somewhere in the U-Bend. Harry and Ron stood with their mouths open, but Hermione shrugged wearily and said, Honestly, that was almost cheerful for Myrtle. Come on, let's go. Harry had barely closed the door on Myrtle's gurgling sobs when a loud voice made all three of them jump. Ron! Percy Weasley had stopped dead at the head of the stairs, Prefect Badger Gleam, and the expression of complete shock in his face. That's a girl's bathroom, he gasped. What were you? Just having a look around, Ron shrugged. Clues, you know. Percy swelled in a manner that reminded Harry forcefully of Mrs. Weasley. Get away from there, he said striding towards them and starting to chivvy uh, them along, flapping his arms. Don't you care what this looks like, coming back here while everybody's at dinner? Well, why shouldn't we be here? said Ron hotly, stopping, and stopping short and glaring at Percy. Listen, we never laid a finger on that cat. That's what I told Ginny, said Percy fiercely, but she still thinks you're going to be expelled. I've never seen her so upset crying her eyes out. You might think of her, or the first years are thoroughly overexcited by this business. You don't care about Ginny, said Ron, whose ears were reddening now. You're just worried you can, I'm going to mess up your chances ahead, boy. Five points from Gryffindor, Percy said tersely, fingering his prefect badge. And I hope it teaches you a lesson. No more detective work, or I'll write to mum. And he strode off the back of his neck as red as Ron's ears. Harry, Ron, and Hermione chose seats as far as possible from Ron Percy in the common room that night. Ron was still in a very bad temper and, and kept blotting his charms homework. When he reached absently for his wand to remove the smudges, it ignited the parchment. Fuming almost as much as his homework, Ron slammed the standard book of spells second grade shut. To, his, to Harry's surprise, Hermione followed suit. Who can it be, though? 
she said in a quiet voice as though considering as though continuating conversation they had just been having. Who'd want all the squibs and muggleborns out of Hogwarts? Let's think, said Ron in a mock puzzlement in mock puzzlement. Who do we know who thinks all muggleborns are scum? He looked at Hermione. Hermione looked back unconvinced. If you're talking about Malfoy Of course I am said Ron. You heard him. You'll be next, mudbloods. You've only got to look at this, his foul rat face to know it's him. Malfoy, the heir of Slytherin. Malfoy, the heir of Slytherin, said Hermione sceptically. Look at his family, said Harry, closing his books too. The whole, lot been, the whole lot of them have always been in Slytherin, and he's always boasting about it. They could easily be Slytherin's descendants. His father's definitely evil enough. They could have had the key to the Chamber of Secrets for centuries, said Ron, handing it down father to son. Well, said Hermione cautiously, I suppose it's possible. But how do we prove it, said Harry darkly. There might be a way, said Hermione, dropping her voice still further, with a quick glance across the room at Percy. Of course, it would be difficult and dangerous, very dangerous. We'd be breaking about 50 school rules, I expect. If, in a month or so, um, you feel like you'll ex- ex- if, if, in a month or so, you feel like explaining, will you let us know, won't you? Said, Herm- uh, said Ron irritably. Alright, said Hermione coldly. What we need to do is get inside the Slytherin common room and ask Malfoy a few questions without him realising it's us. But that's impossible, said Harry as, as Ron laughed. No, it's not. All we need is some Polyjuice Potion. What's that? Said Ron and Harry together. Snape mentioned it in class a few weeks ago. Do you think we've got nothing better to do in potions than listen to Snape? Muttered Ron. It transforms you into somebody else. Think about it. We can change it into three of the Slytherins. No one would know it was us. Therefore, he'd probably probably tell us anything. He's probably boasting about it in the common room right now. If only we could hear him. This Polyjuice Potion stuff sounds a bit dodgy to me, said Ron, frowning. What if we what if we were stuck looking like three of Slytherins forever? It wears off after a while, said Hermione, waving her hand impatiently. It's getting div- it's dip- but getting hold of the recipe- but getting hold of the recipe will be very difficult. Snape said it was in a book called Most, Most Potent Potions, and it's bound to be in the restric- restricted section of the library. There was only one way to get a book out of the restricted section. Uh, the restricted section. You needed a signed permission slip from a teacher. Hard to see why we want the book, said Ron, if we weren't going to try and make one of the potions. I think, said Hermione, if we just made it sound as though we were interested in the theory, we might stand a chance. Oh, come on, no one's, no teacher's gonna fall for that, said Ron. They'd have to be really thick. Okay, guys, uh, that's going to be all for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of reading Harry Potter with a 12-year-old. Um, I will see you guys next time, I suppose. Might be tomorrow, might not. Not 100% sure. But um, I'll be seeing you guys definitely uh saturday or sunday the weekend but i'll see you guys later take care bye for now